Hey guys, this is Ani, and you're listening to We the Changemakers, the podcast about how all of us can make a difference in the world around us by small and sometimes big acts. Today, I'm interviewing a changemaker friend of mine, Chris Vite. He and I went to high school together, and even though we weren't close then, we discovered that through the years, our paths have brought us in very similar directions. So it's been very interesting seeing his dream of starting a kombucha business, which he shared with me a few years ago, become a reality today. Kashaya Kombucha is in its first few months in Barcelona, and he and his partner Fern have been working extremely hard to take it off the ground, and it's doing really well. So today's podcast is about his story, how he got to where he is today, and what his dreams are for changing the world and uh, creating a better future. So listen to our episode and uh, maybe you'll even hear some reminiscing about the past and about high school and don't forget to follow Kashaya Kombucha on Instagram and Facebook I will put those links in the podcast episode description and enjoy hey Chris how are you doing how's it going Brittany good and you good thanks for taking the time to talk to me I like how you call me Brittany it shows me how long you know you've known me for (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. I think uh, just the, the full name gives uh, the full appreciation of, of someone's uh, true character. That's uh, it's what their parents gave them. And you grow into that name. It's it's something that I, I prefer saying my full name rather than a, the shortened version. So. Christopher, then? You would like me to call you Christopher? Yes, go on. Okay, fantastic. Maybe you should call me Brittany Rose, then, if you're, if you're <laughs> really going for full names. <laughs> all right Brittany Rose yeah uh cool well thanks for taking the time to talk to me I know you're super busy launching a new company in Barcelona it's so exciting um I remember talking with you a few years ago in Brussels about this whole dream that you had about launching a kombucha company and here you are actually living it out it's incredible congratulations thank you so much yeah it's, it's been a it's been a long journey to, to come to this point and we've only just launched we've been a month and a half in the in the actual process since the actual opening and and doing a few events here and there but you know with uh with, with our to-do list and our, our list of uh restaurants that we've wanted to get into so far we've nailed every single one of them so it's uh gone according to plan strangely enough that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that you just put so much time and energy into this and just spent a lot of time visualizing how it would happen. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something that I'm uh, a big believer in, uh, as we've talked previously, in, in, in law of attraction and to, in, into creating your own reality. And if you really believe wholeheartedly in yourself and your project that you're you're putting your time and effort into, then everything can with time and patience comes together. So I think a lot of people have some issues in actually finding what it is they're passionate about. I know I do. Um, I love a lot of different things, but then kind of finding that one thing to dream about and then shoot for is, um, is often, you know, a journey in itself. So how did you end up with this dream? And uh, tell me a little bit more about how the law of attraction figured in that. I think it's, uh, I've always, you know, Ever since I've been, I've never been someone that's been good at any academical uh, studies or being in school was you know I had a very uh, fractious relationship with 
uh, anything school. I, I moved very frequently when I was younger all, due to also my parents having uh, jobs that moved us around a lot, but also not feeling part of anything, uh, mm-hmm. part of anything that I, I felt that was beneficial for me and being in a, in a classroom. So I've, uh, throughout the years, it's, I think it's also been personal, you know, pressure that I've, I've put on myself and trying to live up to everyone else's expectations that I totally lost myself. And I think it was really from, really from the get go where actually remembering now we, when we joined both in 10th grade, if I'm not mistaken, yep. um, we, I, I really found myself that was, that was a, a tipping point for me where I really didn't know where I was going to go, you know, thinking that Belgium and the European school was where I was going to finish and all was that end up. And then it was, I think also people never really believing in me, um, hmm. you know, t- teachers telling me that I'd never get anywhere or, you know, I always had to be put in special classes for my attention or my ADHD you know, whatever that label is, how, how often that label is thrown around in, in schools nowadays um, has, you know, also derails kids. Uh, you know, when you're told that your kid's not being a, not meant to be in a certain class or into a certain school or, you know, all these, all these negative things that parents think are meant to be beneficial for their kids mm-hmm. um, actually have a very negative effect. And, it was, yeah, as, as I mentioned, it was St. John's that really started to turn the, the turnkey, really started to turn. I was like, wow, I'm not made for this. And It's so fall. crazy to me also because that, so St. John's was the high school we both went to. And as you said, we both joined at the same time. And it's funny because my experience of the school is kind of opposite to yours. And it's so interesting that two people can join at the same time with similar kind of moving around backgrounds and have such a different experience of the same place. Definitely. I, yeah. And, and uh, anyway, so please keep going. It's just so fascinating. Yeah, well, uh, you know, even carrying on from there, I found that, you know, also being around is the first time that, I'd, you know, well, me personally, I don't know how about you, but I mean, being around that kind of financial wealth was also, a big thing for me and, and trying to fit in with all these people that uh, had a lot more financial leverage than, than, you know, than I'd actually grown up with. And it was, you know, the wearing of this and the wearing of that brand were, you know, pivotal to your, your coolness level. And, uh, you know, it was something that really, you know, really affected me, especially if you, if you've come in and you're a lot, someone very lost that, that throws you way off, off balance. So, yeah, actually, on that, it's funny because that was my parents' fear for me in going to that school, because same with my background. I mean, we never were a family with, with means. Um, I had to have a big scholarship to go to that school. Um, and and so my parents were really afraid of how I would react being around that. And actually, it never affected me because I, I, I think I saw through it. I saw it as all just this fake ridiculous superficial uh stuff and I ended up um going the opposite route of wearing like my great grandmother's clothes to school I was I'd be wearing these weird I don't know if you remember this but I'd be wearing these weird like vintage outfits to school and my my goal in the morning was to wear something that no one else would ever think of wearing (laughs) and uh, so anyway yeah (laughs) yeah um 
Yeah, it, it was, you know, especially as, as also, you know, something that I'd, I'd never spoke with, with my parents and never something that I really believed could affect me. And, you know, I think at that age, when you're trying to find, you know, friends of especially people that lived around us and, well, you know, especially around me, around, you know, the people who I hang around with at school were the people that were very close to me in terms of living around the corner from me. So it was uh, a totally different experience. And, uh, you know, I I think I also put a lot of pressure on, on myself and the teacher's uh, lack of belief in me. And with the IB being so highly praised, actually only in that kind of environment, because I realized the IB elsewhere in the world is not as highly praised as the international schools uh, make it make it uh, make it to seem as it is to be but um, yeah I was it was one of those things that I just got very lost and decided that I would go for something that brought me money because you know coming out of that kind of school you thought that money was the bee's knees and the be all end all so unfortunately mm-hmm. I changed myself and thinking that I I've always wanted to help people. I, I went, I wanted to study sports science, but you know, it's uh, when you see everyone else going into business or property development or, you know, economics or one form or fashion of, of a, a money oriented career, you, you know, mm-hmm. if you're still to that point, that's it influences you greatly. Even yeah. Some- and so how did you break free of all that negativity and superficiality? What was the process there? Oof, that's being being real with myself I think I think you know having first and foremost trial it trial and error um going to various you know I started I went first to Southampton Solent University in the south of the UK and getting into the most unnerving situations with some of the most shadiest characters that, you know, your parents and Hollywood movies, you know, tell you to avoid at all, uh, in, in all cases and, mm-hmm. you know, at all. So it was, you know, realizing that, oh my gosh, I put myself in this situation. How have I got there? How am I going to get out? And then coming out of there, but then still realizing I still need to go to school. And then starting something else without really knowing what it was that I really wanted to do. And I think it was a failure along the way that enabled me to really clear a lot of the gutters. You know, as I think we talked the last time is, is about is like using your, your brain as a, as, a, as a memory card. You know, you bit by bit you realize okay well this isn't beneficial for my well-being and and my and my future so i'm going to delete it and how am i going to delete it by failing and knowing that mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh it's been a it's, it's been a very tedious process i i keep on forgetting even the other day i was talking with uh with fern and you know uh, even the fact that we've just launched this company, I keep on forgetting that uh, I'm 29 and I feel <laughs> like I am a lot older, you know, emotionally than I actually am, you know, in terms of years, because I, I feel like I've really gone 
into the deep dark depths of, of my soul and my being to understand that failure is part of life, part and yeah. parcel of life. And if you really, really want to find out who you are, that you need to go through that failure in order to, to find the successes in life. So, But what brought you out of it? Because I think, you know, some people can get lost in failure uh, and it's difficult to then see your way out of it. And then, I mean, and then even go on to be successful and uh, feel more yourself, be more connected with yourself through all of that. What, what brought me out of it, I think it was the realization of, first and foremost, is that we, we, we've got one thing free in life, and that's our health. And if I understood that in order for me to function as a normal human being, mind, body, and spirit, wholly connected together that my health is is gonna what is, is gonna be the thing that takes me into my later years in life later stages in life and i decided that you know i need to understand that i am someone that has always been sporty that i've always enjoyed doing fitness and it was the point where i was like i got to a, i was hanging out with people and as you know i've a very well-known thing between the people that you spend the most time with have the biggest influence on you. Mm-hmm. And the people that I was hanging around with were not health oriented. They were, you know, it was kind of that those years of, you know, trial and error of, of, of the party scenes and the drinking and the socializing and, and what came with all that socializing. So I think it was realizing that, okay, my health and first and foremost is my most important thing. How am I going to get back on track with that? And then realizing that when I worked out, I had, you know, a hormonal response to that. And I felt good. It was a natural high. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, well, you know, all these years, you know, with our, well, being, being in the teenage years of hormone explosions, you know, you, you, you try everything and anything under the sun and you realize that, you know, you can get that very naturally and that's being fit and be it, mm-hmm. you know, be an ex, uh, CrossFit, for example, or hiking or biking. It's, you know, being healthy is, is, is what gives you that. So it was actually reconnecting with your body that allowed you to reconnect with yourself and your dreams. Yeah, for sure. It and was... being able to shed things that um, were no longer useful to you or that weren't actually helping you grow. Um, that's really interesting. And I mean, that fits in perfectly with kind of the, the direction that you've gone in now and launching a kombucha business, which is all about health and well-being. Um, so where, where were you, like set the scene for how this idea came about and um, the process to, to getting it developed? Like how did, how where was this idea born well it was it was actually around 2010 where i don't know if you remember uh a a guy by the name called joseph fadul uh in saint john's joseph ramsey fadul yeah i do uh, remember yeah so he he started this uh jrf program that kind of hooked me because i was really impressed on on how his, his fitness had, you know, he had got taken himself out of his, his dark areas and of, of life and his, 
his trials and tribulations and so it's a they... fitness program more or less yeah indeed. Okay. it was like an online fit online fitness program and um so that that kind of got me instigated and i was like right okay well that's that's something that really interests me it's something that could is very approachable for a lot of people you know i i got in contact with joe and and i, I came onto the jrf team uh on an online basis of trying to you know, get people engaged with, with the program that he had online and, and creating food programs and workout pro- programs for, uh, for people online, with, of which one of my, my mom's cousins uh, uh, from Scotland, from Forfar in, uh, near Aberdeen in, in Scotland, was, uh, was my first client. And she just visited us like a few weeks back. And... Uh, you know, it was, it was, I think there was approachability for a lot of other people that I, I really, I really was imp- passionate about. I liked the fact that people were taking care and uh, taking care of themselves, even with small steps as, as signing themselves up to something like that. So then paired that with, you know, a passion of mine where it came mountain biking and, and it's something that I've always done since I was small and something that I did a lot of during my years while I was in Belgium and especially the last few years while I was in St. John's and I got to the point where I was like, right, I need to finish my studies. You know, I'm going to go to somewhere where it's, where it's been a big influence and a big positive influence in my life and Canada and Vancouver, which is the Mecca of mountain biking was that destination. And I decided that, you know, I'm going to go and finally finish something. And it was in interior architecture, interior design in Vancouver. And I got there and I realized, wow, you know, without, within a month of being there, I realized like how the mentality of being fit and active was so integral to people's life and successful, happy life over there. Mm-hmm. So during my studies, I did probably more... I probably did more studying on nutrition and fitness than I ever did of interior architecture and interior design over the two years that I was finishing my studies. But when I got out of it, I was like, you know what? I've been here immersed in this kind of culture that I've never been uh, around beforehand. And it's something that really makes me happy. And from there, I was like, I never wanted to spend a day behind a computer doing AutoCAD or graphic design related business uh, as they're both very similar and got into the nutrition uh, industry. And and that was the main instigator in all of this. It was, I really saw the difference as much as people worked out. It was a nutrition that really was the Mm -hmm. main, it was a speaking point for, for, for people's health. And why kombucha was something that I'd, I'd never heard of before moving to Vancouver. And when I first got there, it was, I, I was majorly affected by the pine pollen. And while I was over there, I went to a natural health store. And this lady was like, well, why don't you try the local bee pollen from here in British Columbia? I was like, okay, well, here's this kind of hippie looking lady, kind of, selling me this bee pollen that I'd beforehand never heard about, but eh, okay, let me, let me, let me try it out. She was like, take this for three months, come back to me after. 
tried it for three months, came back. My immune system had adapted to the pine pollen that was around there. It was like, okay, here's a kombucha. This will keep your immune system up and running. And wow. I tried it and it was, I love it, love, love it for a taste. I think it was just something that really, that my body was, you know, ready for. And something that I'd also, having been mistakenly, you know, I think every kid is mistakenly diagnosed as ADHD or ADD. Um, I realized that, you know, my gut health was paramount to my mental health. And this, there was just a symbiotic correlation between the kombucha and my mental well-being. And I realized that this is, you know, something that could really help me. Mm -hmm. So I found that, you know, after getting into the personal training, um, after a few years of, of working in the nutrition, I realized that, you know, in order to help a lot more people and at a lot more affordable rate, because personal training is a very niche market for, you know, people that can only afford, you know, to pay in excess of $70 an hour. Um, so I was like, you know, this is something that I, I, I'll be able to help a lot more people a lot easier. And at the end of the day, I want to empower people and allow, to get, allow people to be empowered via their own means. And that's the most important thing to me. That's beautiful. And so, and recently you launched your company in Barcelona and you've been extremely busy because it's been having uh, a lot of success. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the reactions that you've received and how people are responding to the work that you're doing? Well, it's, it's, it's something that I, I, I talked with when uh, um, a painter just came earlier uh, to look at one of the things that we have to, to get fixed here. And, you know, it, it's something that it's a lot more informative uh, than I thought it would be. It's something that a year and a half ago, no one knew about kombucha. But then over the past, since then, it's just been an absolute explosion. I mean, the industry is growing, you know, by 30% year on year at the moment. And wow. it's, I thought it would be a lot easier to sell the product itself or the product would sell itself more than anything. But, you know, it's, it's still very new here in Europe. So it's informing people about the benefits of kombucha, you know, trying to offer people a healthier, more sustainable option for them to consume on a regular basis rather than something that is either alcoholic or that's full of sugar. So with, uh, with Fern's help, you know, it's, it's been paramount. I'm, uh, I'm by no means taking, taking all the credit for this because it's been both our, our hard work and effort that's Absolutely. this project. And since she's been on this project, we've come on leaps and bounds. Um, and thank, thank, and she, she is also the one that's really brought the, the sustainability uh, aspect to this company. It's something that has definitely transformed my life and the choices that I make for myself and our world. But, you know, in terms of even the, you know, the interior that we've done in all bioconstruction to, you know, the, the bottles and our, our reusable bottles that we'll take back to, to clean. And it's, uh, as I said, it's, it's a lot more informing than I'd initially planned because as 
Uh, I thought it would be a product that would sell itself, but it's, it's also very rewarding seeing people really take hold of their health and being, you know, the ones that those, those that are conscious of this kombucha probiotic gut health um, are, are, are being, are aware of what they put in their bodies has a, a direct impact on their overall well-being and their, and their mood. Absolutely. So that, uh, that whole thing segues pretty well into my last question for you, which is um, about how you want to see the world changed and what your role is in that. That's a pretty loaded question. <laughs> I, as I said, I, I, I'd like to, you know, with this project, we'd like to empower people from within to be conscious enough of, as, as I said previously uh, earlier on this podcast, is that, you know, it really starts from, you know, within and, you know, how you treat your body. So if people are more conscious of what they put in their body, they'll start to become more conscious of how they treat themselves and everything around them. Because I think that's the, the biggest issue that we have is that people are so disconnected with themselves that they don't even, they've got, there's a, a big disconnection with, with, with the environment that they're around. So, you know, it's empowering people from within, you know, our, our hashtag is gut inspiring. So in, inspiring themselves uh, from their guts um, and starting from there and, you know, and also offering, you know, an option that it's the whole, our whole philosophy is sustainability you know, that we've only got this, this one chance on, on this earth. We've got one free thing in life, as I said previously, and that's our, our health and our, our birthright. That was our, our given birthright is we've been given this by the universe and to treat it with a lot of wholehearted love and care and by empowering people from within and that, that instigates some change you know, as a, as a nucleus, a nucleus starts from within and expands. So that's, that's my wish is to, to empower people from within to instigate a change on a larger scale. That's beautiful. I would agree with you a hundred percent. I, I just hope that more people will um, spend that time and energy to reconnect with themselves. Cause as you say, that's, that's really how you reconnect with everything else is starting from within and uh, starting with your body is a very real and effective, um, tangible way of doing that. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and to share uh, your vision um, and dream um, and the work that you're doing in Barcelona. It's so exciting and I can't wait to go see it myself. Yeah. And so thanks to both you and Fern for what you're doing. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best. Thank you, Juan. And thank you for hosting me on your podcast. And as I said, there's... Uh, there's a conscious shift going on and you're definitely at the forefront of it. So uh, I applaud you for, for just going out there and, and doing your thing and, and, and putting your, your heart and soul into something that people really connect with. And, you know, the feedback that you've told me pre previously of, of what people have said is, you know, as you're doing the right thing. So just carry on as, as they say here in Catalan, a poc a poc. 
I appreciate that. Well, hashtag gut inspiring. What was that? What, that was the hashtag? Yeah, there you go. Okay, great. Okay, good. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Chris. Talk Thanks, to you soon. Brody. All right. Bye-bye. Your feedback, comments, ideas, questions, especially your stories, are very important to me. I would love to hear from you. So please contact me at we the changemakers pod at gmail.com.